Welcome to Boca, a podcast exploring the ever-blurring lines between the personal and business lives of professional photographers. This is your host, Nathan Holritz, and I'm excited to have you join me in connecting with photographers and entrepreneurs in the photography industry as we dive into real conversation about photography, business, and that sometimes messy thing we call life. This podcast is brought to you by Photographer's Edit, custom post-production for the wedding and portrait photographer. Visit photographersedit.com. And now, let's dive into conversation. Hey, Boca Podcast listeners, I hope you're having an absolutely wonderful week. Welcome to episode number 54, and this is going to be another workflow episode. We've done a few of these over the last year. Actually, the last one that we did was episode number 39. We talked about task and project management. I realize task and project management, it sounds nerdy. Today, we're going to be talking about a daily schedule for minimizing stress. I realize that can sound nerdy. But the reality is that if you're a photography business owner, and emphasis on business, you need to figure out how to run your business efficiently so you can still have a life on top of that. A lot of photographers don't have much of a life under the guise of, quote, being busy. And I don't think that needs to be the case for the majority of sole proprietor, wedding or event photographers or portrait photographers. And I think you may be making more work for yourself than necessary. So having a good task and project management system in place is really important. Listen to episode 39 if you haven't already, because I talk about the principles that drive that. It's not just about having a place to write things down. There are principles that drive that. And then a daily schedule. We'll talk about this in more detail here in a little bit. These are things that will help you be more efficient so you have a life, so you have more time to spend with the important people in your life, to explore the hobbies and interests and passions that you have that go just that go outside of photography and business. Um, you'll have more time for those things, and you'll have more time to, to actually build your business, too, because that matters. It's not just about the busy work. In fact, hopefully, there's a minimal amount of time spent on busy work. So with that said, actually, let's talk about, if we're going to talk about a daily schedule, let's talk, first of all, about what the so-called average photographer, the full-time sole proprietor, wedding or portrait photographer, what they need to fit into their daily schedule. Uh, email, that's kind of a given, right? Uh, emails to clients, potential clients, to vendors, or we'll just call them referral sources because, uh, of course, portrait photographers a lot of times aren't necessarily working with a vendor per se, but they want to develop relationships with people who can potentially generate business for them. Uh, baby clothes store owners, for example. So, We'll call them referral sources. Clients, potential clients, referral sources. These are people that you want to email and or will have to email. And there's really no need to be spending any more than an hour, an hour and a half max, but really an hour, hour and 15 minutes a day if you're managing email effectively. Now, we'll probably do a, a, an episode just on email because there are effective ways that you can manage email that will help you minimize the amount of time you spend in it. Um, Start with turning off notifications. You don't need to have email dinging all day on your laptop, desktop, your phone, your your watch, everywhere. It's distracting you. It's not necessary. But then um, get rid of the junk. You can use a service like uh, the last one that I use is called Unroll.me. I think they might still be around, but it helps you get rid of you know the, the marketing emails. We'll call them spam uh, for the sake of conversation that, that keep coming into your inbox, taking up space, and that don't actually help drive your business forward. Get rid of that stuff. So then you're focusing on the communication that's absolutely necessary. And, and then you can put templates in place to help simplify that communication. Um, it, it, there's really no need to spend any more than an hour to, I mean, an hour and a half is really too much, I think. But an hour to an hour and a half a day as a sole proprietor, working with 20 to 30 wedding clients a year, 50 to 70 portrait clients a year, no need to go beyond that. 
phone calls. Phone calls. Now, this is something, fortunately, for many business owners, is that that is not that we don't need to spend as much time on anymore, just because of the convenience of text messaging, whether that's email, text, actual text messaging on your phone, or social media communication. It's very, very commonplace these days for clients or potential clients to communicate that way. And so phone calls, we don't need to spend as much time on. I still think it's a good idea for the sake of furthering a relationship, but you might spend 30 to 40 minutes a day on the, on the phone. And again, that's with clients, potential clients, um, or other referral sources. Editing images. Now, this is really the biggest time suck. If you actually do this on your own, you're, you're shooting yourself in the foot because the average, certainly the wedding photographer, average wedding photographer might be spending between 12 and 16 hours editing one wedding, multiply it at times 20, 30. And then, you know, for a portrait session, in many cases, probably spending as much as three or four hours editing a portrait session in some cases, maybe sometimes more. Editing images yourself is just killing your productivity, killing your efficiency, sucking time out of your life. And yes, I'm going to say it, outsource it or delegate it. Whether you have an in-house assistant or an intern or you hire a company like Photographers Edit, give it to somebody else to do. And if you like to maintain some type of control over the processing, fine, process a few images for the blog or for Facebook, social media, do that. That's, that's fine. But give the majority of that busy work to somebody else to do so you don't have to. And now maybe you're spending you know, an hour or two a week on editing images, or maybe even three at the most, if you're you know posting pretty consistently to social media. But there's just no reason to spend the ridiculous amount of time that photographers do editing images. And you know, I, I can we can talk about the the well-known photographers that had assistants or post processors that were working with them. This isn't about being a good photographer. It's a personal preference. It's something you've kind of built up in your mind. And hey, I totally get the idea that you might enjoy it. But if you are running a business at the end of the day, is it the most efficient thing for you with the end goal of maximizing the amount of free time flexibility in your life to spend with the important people in your life to do other things besides photography and business? So consider that outsource or delegate the editing of images. And now you have to spend a minimal time, two or three hours a week on something like editing images. Designing albums, really the same conversation. You can use a company like my, my friend Amy Nave owns a company called albumesque.com. You can check out their edit their design service. Uh, Kiss, my friends at Kiss, Sean Austin is the CEO over at Kiss Books. Kiss.us is their website. They not only build albums for you and your clients, but they also offer a design service. You can check them out there. So designing albums is not something that you have to spend your own time on. And if you like to maintain control over it, there's still automated tools that you can just kind of drag and drop images into layouts, change the layout really quickly if you want to, and have an album designed in, in minutes. There's no need to be spending an incredible amount of time on this either. So what, an hour a week uh, designing albums, if that, maybe an hour and a half. There's just not a need to spend a significant amount of time there either. Social media and blogging, another element of running a photography business that eh, this may take a little bit more time, but these are tools that you can use to actually gain more business. So maybe it makes a little bit more sense to spend time on the things that are going to actually build your business. Editing images, for example, is not going to build your business. Spend time on social media and blogging or Facebooking, crafting the message, choosing the images that go out to represent your brand, your business. Spending a little bit more time there may make sense. So spending an hour to two hours a day on social media, and this could even include uh, running ads for your business. If you're running ads for your photography business, that makes a little bit more sense, but largely because that's proactive work, right? 
So social media, blogging, maybe an hour and a half to two hours a day. And please get rid of all that extra busy work of just nonstop scrolling through Facebook and, and Instagram that isn't actually helping you with your business. I get the idea of inspiration occasionally. In fact, I'm, I'm if you want to call it guilty, I'm guilty of it, certainly. Um, I love getting all kinds of inspiration and, and seeing what other people are doing. And sometimes it is just kind of fun to mind-numbingly scroll. <laughs> but it takes up so much of your time. So when I'm talking about an hour and a half to two hours max on social media and blogging, what I'm talking about is work that is actually going to help you build your business. Accounting, bookkeeping, this is something that really doesn't need to take more than you know 15 minutes a day if you want to break it up. Or, or if you look at the week, maybe a couple hours because of the tools that we have available to us now. I mean, just take something as simple as QuickBooks Online that allows you to invoice clients. Well, first of all, keep up client information, um, track all your numbers, invoice, take payment. Um, It's a really simple source there, but there are other CRMs out there designed for helping manage your clients and even invoice them. And if they don't have a built-in accounting system, then you can tie that into something like QuickBooks Online. So this does not need to take much time at all. And of course, the rest of it, my goodness, delegate to an accountant. You don't need to be doing that kind of stuff. And then the last item that I have listed here is networking meetings or coffee meetings with potential clients, clients, vendors. Now here again is something that you can be spending or should be spending more of your time on, certainly than editing, but this is a proactive task. This is an activity that actually will help you build your business. It's relationships in the end. That's, that's what really makes the biggest difference for a sole proprietor running a business in a local market. So relationships, focus on the relationships. So spending an hour or two a day networking or meeting with clients, potential clients, referral sources, this is really important. So if, if we look at a day, you know, spending four or five hours a day working, that's really the realistic number uh, and, and an extremely realistic number for the average sole proprietor, full-time photographer. There's really no need to be spending more than that a day on your business. Now, I get, I get that there's occasionally a spike in uh, work to do. You know, something pops up, an emergency, something last minute. I, I get that there are exceptions to the rule. We're not talking about the exceptions. I'm talking about the majority of the time. Photographers don't need to be, quote, busy, right? They can be intelligent, getting the things done that they need to, continuing to build their business, but then taking advantage of that freedom that they can have as business owners. So when we're talking about a daily schedule, it's important to note the things that need to fit into that schedule. And that was kind of a basic list. Again, based on my experience as a wedding photographer for about a decade, and and then just con- considering the conversations um, that I've had with photographers, the information that I've taken in, um, that's just kind of a basic list. And if you focus on those things and and run them efficiently, uh, then, then you're going to be set. The idea of a four to five hour workday is not so far off. Now, let's put all of those things that you have to do into a really loose schedule. When you heard daily schedule earlier, you might have kind of cringed. But this is actually a loose schedule because, um, I mean, I don't like to be micromanaged. When I when I talk to somebody who is in the corporate world or I hear stories about the corporate world and the way that employees are micromanaged, oh, it just drives me crazy. And I, I'd have a hard time going back to that space. Uh, I like the freedom and flexibility that I have in my life. But I also know as a creative, an emotional individual, somebody who's interested in a variety of things and and who can certainly get distracted by a variety of things, that having a little bit of structure in place helps kind of push me through my day. So this is what kind of an ideal daily schedule for me looks like um, when I'm running my life efficiently and consistently. And what I'd suggest to you is that you take the structure and apply it to your life and business 
And you may need to kind of tweak it a little bit or shift things around a little bit just because you, maybe you tend to work in a little bit better space at certain times of day or you respond better to a workout at a particular time of the day. Uh, but apply this basic structure to your day. And I think, in fact, I don't even think, I know that you'll see some significant improvement to the efficiency of your workday. So let's get into what this daily schedule can look like. And for me, it's really only made up of four components. Now, again, I said a simple schedule, right? We're not talking about micromanaging. Within this simple schedule, I still have a task and project management list that I have to oversee, that I have to get done, that I have to delegate. But this is the simple schedule, the structure that kind of helps pushes, push me through my day. So the first step in the day is the management of my health, or very simply, if you're taking notes, health. And why is this important to do first thing of the day? First of all, for me, it can, it, it can help give me a boost mentally, um, certainly physically, for the day by starting out with a, you know, a, a run on the, uh, or I say run, um, time on the elliptical machine. I have pretty bad knees um, from years of soccer and uh, probably some hereditary issues. So I'm on the elliptical machine doing a, a high-intensity workout, for example, 20-minute workout, 4-minute warm-up, 30 minutes really hard, 90 seconds easy, 30 minutes really hard, 90 seconds really uh, easy, and repeating that over. It's a 20-minute workout, incredible, incredible both cardio workout and, and of course, if you do research on the studies, high-intensity and interval training and does wonderful things uh, for your muscular development uh, as well as for hormonal development. And so take a look at, at high-intensity training as a potential option, a short workout to kind of get your day started. But starting with my health helps me mentally, physically. And by doing that first thing in the, in the day, less a likelihood that I put it off later on. Because I know if I wait until the afternoon when actually, especially when it comes to, um, well, actually both cardio work as well as muscular work, uh, I can I actually thrive in, in the afternoons many times or have. But starting first thing in the day means that I know I get it done and that I'm not going to put it off. So that's health. That's the first thing, right? Notice I haven't said email or you know checking my task list, starting with health. We haven't gotten into work yet. Education and inspiration, that's the next step. So if I'm reading a book, um, ideally I take some time to read that book or listen to the book, read a bit of news, industry news, photography news, or um, tech news, and, uh, and then potentially take a little bit of time to meditate. When I say education and inspiration, certainly I want to learn, I want to be inspired, and mentally I need clarity, right? And for me, meditation has been something that I haven't done consistently enough, but when I have, I've seen significant benefit from it, uh, and I'm, I, I aim to, to practice that more and more consistently. So education, inspiration, second element of my day. Now, keep in mind, my day, especially when my, my, well, when my kids are with me, my day starts at uh, six, 10 after 6 in the morning to get up, to get them to school, et cetera. So I can have both of these things done, uh, if I go work out after I take them to school and then I, I take a little bit of time to read and meditate, I can have all this done by 8.30 uh, if I'm doing just a quick 20-minute workout and, uh, and you know, get some coffee and then get into my work day. I mean, it's, it, you're not very far into your work day at this point. You can, all of this can be very, very efficient. The third step or the third element of my daily schedule. And again, notice, by the way, notice that I don't have times associated with this. I have just a loose structure that's pushing me through my day. And, and that's, that gives you that kind of that freedom, that flexibility. You don't feel like you're micromanaged. And that's really important, I think, as 
uh, business owners who who like that freedom and flexibility, but who, the artist types who don't want to be kind of forced into a tiny little box, being told to do something in a really, really specific way. This gives you flexibility. The third element to my day, MITs, most important tasks. And these are proactive tasks that are particularly important to where your business is right now, things that are going to actually help move your business forward. And the goal here, the thought process is if I get these three, maybe four most important tasks done each day at the beginning of my day, then the rest is all gravy, right? If I have to step away because I need to go take care of something with my kids or I just randomly, because I have the freedom and flexibility to want to take the rest of the day off or whatever it might be, I've still got important work for done for my business that it's moved it forward and I can feel really good about that. So focusing first on MITs. Notice I didn't say email. I didn't say answering phone calls. I said the MITs. We're focusing on the thing or the things that are most important for moving your business forward today. And uh, if, again, if you listen to episode 39 about task and project management, this will make more sense. Uh, when I say proactive tasks, make sure you take a listen to that episode 39. But that's the next element of my day. I'm focusing on something proactive that's actually moving my business forward. Now, if it's something really big, maybe it's one or two tasks, or maybe it's a one or two tasks from a particular project. Again, that will make sense if you listen to episode 39, but three or four MITs um, would be the next segment of my day. Communication. Communication will be the next segment following the MITs. Now, again, I didn't say email or phone calls earlier in the day. This is after the MITs. Now, I realize that some of you that just may make you so uncomfortable, the idea that you're not going to respond to an email first thing in the morning or at least relatively early in the morning, um, that if you need to flex here, if you need to make an adjustment, go ahead and make that adjustment. My suggestion to you, and this is having worked with with clients who paid me as little as $350 for a wedding uh, to $10,000 plus for wedding services, I worked with that range of clients and the idea of putting communication email off for a few minutes or an hour or two, it, it wasn't going to kill my business and it's not going to kill yours either. If this client is so desperate that they have to hear from you right this second, um, then I don't know. Is that really the best fit for a business if your goal is to maximize freedom and flexibility in your life? So that's something to consider. But all that said, communication is something that I push later in, in, into the day. Now, as, as a, an owner in a company that has multiple employees who work, have worked with thousands of photographers over the years, I do have the luxury of, of having a staff that's helping me with communication, to be clear. <laughs> so I don't have hundreds of emails sitting in my inbox on a daily basis. Um, but I am able to, because of that, push it until later in the day. So if you, if you have a significant amount of communication, if you have 100 emails coming in every day, maybe it'd be good to hire an intern or have an intern come in or hire an assistant that, that works part-time for you to help you manage communication. But push it to later in the day. And, and the reason this is important is because if you open your email first thing in the morning, it's easy to get distracted from those things that are most important to moving your business forward. And if you take a step back consistently and look at your business objectively, you know what those things are. So don't get caught up in email first thing in the morning. At least push it back to 11 a.m. and then maybe do another email segment at, let's say, 4 in the afternoon, 3 or 4 in the afternoon, to kind of finish the day off. But that is that comes later in the day, and that's really, really important. Now, aside from those four elements of my day, I have some flexibility. If I finish two, three, four 
MITs for the day. I've done something that's helped move my business forward. I can then go back to my task and project management list and pull other items that need to be done. Again, this will make more sense if you listen to episode 39. But having a really simple schedule, daily schedule, like I've just suggested, and I, I highly recommend that you try it out. Having a simple schedule means that it gives me flexibility to do things that I want to just for fun. It gives me flexibility to do the things that need to be done on my task list. And at the end of the day, it also means that I'm getting the important things done, both taking care of myself and taking care of helping my business grow. And so I think this is a really wonderful, balanced way to approach the idea of a schedule. Couple that with task and project management, again, from episode 39, and you're going to be well on your way to maximizing efficiency in your business and ultimately maximizing the amount of free time that you have to spend with the important people in your life. Thanks so much for listening to the Boca Podcast. Please let us know what you thought by leaving us a review in iTunes. If you'd like to hear a particular photographer or entrepreneur in a future episode, don't hesitate to email me, nathan at photographersedit.com. The Boca Podcast is brought to you by Photographers Edit, custom post-production for the wedding and portrait photographer. Visit photographersedit.com. <laughs>